so fast! It's Rudy Giuliani's evil twin! Oh no, uh, just regular Rudy. I tried to do that thing where you, like, hold up a magnifying glass and you say, I'm gonna look into that! But instead I grabbed a hammer, I took my own eye out. Not my best day, not my worst. Oh my god, he's a vampire! Oh god! Is Rudy okay? I think he actually might have fixed me. But to find out, you'll have to tune in next time on... Live from New York and Saturday Night! It's Saturday Night Live! Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week we'll be discussing Season 45, Episode 6 of SNL with host and musical guest Harry Styles. I'm John Murray, and I'm joined this week by comedy aficionado and generally affable bloke, Steve Finn. If you'd like to connect with either of us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy the following selected highlights from this week's discussion. If you'd like to hear our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, it's available exclusively for our patrons at patreon.com forward slash snlpodcast. It's our patrons who make the cast possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. All right. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Styles. So SNL has announced that they will be rounding out their November run with Will Ferrell hosting next week's episode along with first time musical guest King Princess. Then the show will be back on December 7th with their final three episodes of the year, culminating with Eddie Murphy's return on December 21st. So with the end of the year quickly approaching, I wanted to give our listeners a quick update on the state of the cast, specifically where we're at with our funding goal. Um, At the beginning of the season, I explained that we were going to carry the cast forward until the Eddie Murphy episode. We were going to try and hit our funding goal and... If we got enough support, then we'd be able to keep the cast going till the end of the season. So as of right now, about a month out from the Eddie Murphy episode, we are two thirds of the way towards our funding goal. Now to, uh, you know, juice the Patreon to hopefully give a few more listeners, uh, some incentive to come on board. I'm going to be introducing a new $2 and 99 cent tier that basically works out to a dollar an episode. Cause we do about 36 episodes per year. If that's more enticing to some of our listeners and hopefully can convince them to come on board and support the cast, that might be what we need to get us over the hump. So if that seems a little bit more reasonable and within the budgets of some of our listeners and they're willing to come on board for $2 and 99 cents, that will get them all of our season 45 coverage, full length episodes early, everything that the $4 tier gets. And if any of our current patrons who came in at the $4 tier are sitting there going, well, wait a minute, I'm paying four bucks. And now you're saying that everyone else gets it at two ninety nine. Anyone can go into Patreon and adjust their pledge at any time. So if anyone's supporting us at the $4 tier and they feel like that's more than they want to pay, they're always welcome to adjust and do whatever they want. And if anyone's supporting us at four more dollars a month and they would like to continue doing that, that's totally fine too. We would be more than happy to uh, accept that support graciously. So basically everyone can do what they want, but now if anyone wants our season 45 coverage, $2.99, that's the price. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. Come on board. Hopefully we can hit our goal by December. And uh, if so, then we'll be back in January to see how the uh, back half of season 45 shapes up. We get a music video. Joan's dog, Doug, is her new boyfriend. Well, if anything, this had some really nice production value. 
for mm-hmm. sure. Sure. A lot of departments on the Ray game. We got a uh, really cute set that just was beautiful to look at. All the colors were very uh, almost Wes Anderson-esque. Sure. And it's uh, yep. mise-en-scene. Yep. And it had like a cute little indie song that actually had like a catchy hook to it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But uh, it's a funny, relatable concept that I think a lot of people, if not see that truth in themselves, they'll see it in a friend <laughs> sure. or a family member. Everybody knows someone who's a little bit too close to their pet. Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? So we can't <laughs> judge these poor bastards too harshly. Sure. Everyone wants companionship. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely some truth on display. I don't know many people that are this emotionally invested in their, their dog, like single people, but I know enough (laughs) young couples that turn their pet into like their child for a few years before they kind of get to the next level. So I I can, I can totally get on board with what they're, they're saying with this sketch. Um, I loved it. I loved it. end to end everything about it. I thought was fantastic. I liked how simple the song was, how just charming and bubbly, the musicality of it was and how efficiently it layered in this very simplistic rhyme. You know, there there was nothing getting in the way of the jokes. All of it was just serving that idea of, you know, this person that, you know, they're kind of sad, nothing's really going their way, but at least they've got this animal to get them through. That to me was a lot of fun. I love the fantasy angle of it. I loved that it does that classic, let's drop out of fantasy mode and let's observe it from an outsider's perspective for a moment. Yes. SNL uses that trick in a lot of their pre-tapes and it always lands. It's always a a great little beat. Like when Andy Samberg did the (laughs) going to be a great day. Yes. His uh, cocaine fueled um, walkabout there. Yeah. Yeah. You see the matrix from from his (laughs) drug fuel perspective and then some poor passerby who is in their right mind. I'm thinking... Totino's, I think, really used it to good effect where you've got um, Kristen Stewart and Vanessa Bayer in their, you know, lesbian love affair in the kitchen. And then you get the guy's perspective, right? Completely oblivious to the the soaring strings and, uh, you know, the the soft, warm color palette that that the women are living in. The guys are just watching their football game. So you get that sort of outsider's perspective. Whenever they do it, it always lands for me. I think it's a great gag. They used it in here. That was fun. I just was really charmed by it. I, I thought AD sold her part of it really good. Like you sympathize and at the same time, yeah, she's not quite right. Um, and also high marks to Harry Styles. I, I thought the way he uh, affected his vocals to be sort of operatic. I was, I was right, picking up yeah. on a little, almost like Phantom of the Opera from his vocals. Huh. And that, that might just be, you know, what I was connecting with, but there was just something very grandiose about what he was doing with his voice there that made the fantasy section of the, the music video. I don't know, just a little bit more funny. So, well, she does seem like an Andrew Lloyd Webber fan type. Yeah. And you, you get them, now you know, you it. dancing through the, you know, the candlelit, uh, yeah, when, ballroom the, when space. the whole, when the bricks start falling down and it opens up. Yeah. And they're on, on that set. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there were, there yeah. was, there was something very musical Broadway about it. Whatever it was they were reaching for, I was lapping it up. I was, I was so happy at the end of this and I'm just not entirely sure what it was that was really tickling me, but, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The guys killed it, man. And that brings us all the way to our 10 to one sketch at Betty's funeral. Marcus and Luke perform a rave musical tribute. Well, it looks like we got another, uh, awesome grandma in a long line of awesome grandmas that we've seen on SNL. 
You remember uh, Melissa Villasenor's uh, Miss Gomez, her Miss Gomez, her yeah. rock and Nickelback uh, grandma <laughs> character. Sure. And I think we've, we've even had a sketch where I can't remember what it was, but the entertainment was something strange, but it was what they wanted. Uh, yeah, it was um, Scarlett Johansson and Keenan Thompson doing, what were they doing like show tunes? No, or no, no, no. It wasn't show tunes. It was like a house breakdown. Okay. My yeah. butt, my butt. It was all about their butt. Right. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew they did something kind of in this spirit, but I couldn't remember the details that happens sometimes. Yeah. We're all, we're all getting a little older now. Yes. But we, we have seen the, um, the funeral gone wrong right. scenario before. Yeah. I've seen that a few times yeah. over. Yeah. And yeah, like the, the style of the, the two guys was clearly from LMFAO. Right. And, and I shouldn't crap on it so hard. Cause I did have fun with moments like mm. when they'd go to those somber, like <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin moments. Right. Right. That was kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, this isn't my favorite, uh, cool deceased grandma sketch that I've seen. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Cause this was brilliant and it I loved brilliant. it. Oh, and okay. anyone who says otherwise just has no leg to stand on. Jeez. What a performance. How can you not look at this and say what Chris Red and Harry Styles were doing wasn't super on point, like super precise. There was no technical snafus. It was really, really fun for them to be so over the top with the techno music. And then immediately, like you said, jump into arms of an angel or everybody hurts. And then partly that into everybody dance. Now just to like <laughs> throw people a curve. There was so much fun stuff in the performance that that more than, than carried what could be considered a, a tired scenario. I love this. I, have we had a better 10 to one this season? I don't think we have. I think this what? is the, the most fun we've had for a 10 to one so far this season. That is not what I expected you to say, because it's not like I hated it. Don't get me wrong. I just really didn't think this was anything special. All so right. that's, that's the totally different reaction, but that's fine. But you know what I, but see, that's the thing. I feel like this actually was kind of special. I think this was harder than it looks to pull off. I think that it was fun, not just because it's cringy, right? Cause at first all of the family is really getting incensed and worked up. And of course, you know, Melissa is into it, but everyone else is like really ready to lynch these guys, but they're, they're a hundred percent committed. They are in it. And what they brought as far as energy was just so fun and, and such a great collision to, to have, you know, this, this rave impromptu setup in, in front of grieving people. That's brilliant. That's, that's what you want from sketch comedy, right? Like what is the most somber and sensitive time that a person could be going through or this family could be going through? And then what's the most brash, loud, just oppressively energetic thing that you could throw at them in their time of need? That's, that's great. That's great. And that is what I want from a 10 to one. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I just, I don't accept your opinion on this. I, I, I don't think it's valid. <laughs> okay. I'll take my Z shirt and go home All with right. my opinion. Um, I want to give uh, a shout out to Steven Castillo and newbie writer, Dan Bula, who worked on this one. I thought what they came up with was a lot of fun. It was good dudes. Good dudes. They, they don't like me right now, <laughs> but I'm sure they're good dudes. All right. So that's our rundown. Let's talk moment of the night. Yeah. You were the one to mention it. So you're probably going to be 
accusing me of stealing this from you, but mm-hmm. I actually think uh, Heidi's fainting <laughs> uh, was was a great moment of the night. Sure. Just because she found something new with with the whole fainting thing, she didn't just put the back of her head to her forehead mm-hmm. and and uh, gracefully falls. She did this kind of like flutter, like seizure thing that yeah. it, it, it just made me giggle. Every time they cut back to her and she had to do it again, she changed it up a little bit. It was a little bit more, you know, chaotic or yeah. Like, like you said, it just, there was enough variation there that every time it got a laugh and I was amazed that for the number of times they went back to it, she continued to sell it as well as she did. So that was one of many times tonight when she really, really elevated a sketch with some simple little spice. So, uh, I respect it. And not only do I respect it, but I have a similar moment in mind. Mine is from the childbirth sketch. When, when they're on the floor and they're showing, you know, the, the position that they're trying, their legs are all entwined and they're looking back at all the couples and they're, have you try, have you try? And (laughs) you know, both of them are just really enthusiastic and and they're just super positive. Like they just want to offer something exciting and encouraging to their new friends in birth class and nobody, nobody's on board (laughs) with what they're seeing. Um, but they're unfazed by any of it. You know, they're just brimming with positivity. That to me was so much fun. So I just, I got to give it to that. I, I, I was surprised how immediately I love those two characters and how memorable their catchphrase is. Um, I don't know how they would bring them back, but if they do manage to bring them back, I would be totally okay with it. Cause I, I really like those Icelandic, uh, I don't know the, are they the new a-holes? What are, what are they? The, they're like the opposite of the a-holes. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, they're the, the super positive too couple. Sweet and innocent to, <laughs> yes. to, to like. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, just obliviously perfect. I think that's probably what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So it. that was a fun moment. Best sketch. I'll give it to, uh, the Sarah Lee. Instagram. Okay. I just thought there was some good writing there and it was especially funny because of the the corporate culture that was forced upon it. Like these guys really couldn't say, now what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> sure. Yes. And that's what was great about this. They had to dance around every objection saying, now this is not the voice that we're looking mm-hmm. for for Sarah Lee. And yes. like, you know, we all know that that's all a bunch of BS. And it's like, very gentle HR approach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that, I think that's what makes this really work well. Okay. And yeah, it was just some pretty, uh, pretty on point writing here. All right. Fair enough. 10 to one funeral sketch. Yeah. I, th- I figured it was great. Um, rare to give a, a best sketch to a 10 to one. Yeah. Normally they're kind of the half baked material that you don't really know how it's going to land and they put it in cause they got room for it. Not because they have confidence in it, but I feel like this could have performed earlier in the show. I, I don't know. I I don't know what to say about it that I haven't already said other than I felt like it was a very satisfying ride. I thought that it was a a really fun premise. Let's, let's throw a rave in the middle of a funeral and see where we get. Um, I thought the costuming was on point. I thought the performances were really on point and I thought the production held together and that's hard when you have a lot of musical cues and really tight timing and the support characters, right? The peanut gallery, the audience members were all really good when they had to be incensed. They were incensed when Melissa needed to be enamored. She was enamored. Everyone did what they were supposed to do. And you don't usually see that kind of efficiency in a 10 to one. And, uh, I just, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it left the show on a high note for me, which to me is very important. If a show can get to the end and I'm still laughing, it's done more than most SNL episodes can do. You know, a lot lot of the time the back half can be a little challenging. So if I'm at the 10 to one and I'm saying, this is 
this is really good. This is some of the better stuff I've seen tonight. Uh, that really leaves a good taste in my mouth. So I think it ticked all the boxes. What do you got for MVP? Heidi Gardner deserves it mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I usually give it to the person that just has like a really, really good presence overall. Mm-hmm. And Heidi did star in a couple of things. She was, uh, she was the Scandinavian pregnant lady. Right. You know, that was pretty much a lead, but in the cold open and in the, in the, uh, the white get out sketch, she had these like little moments that just kind of enhanced the whole overall sketch. Yep. And that's really what kind of performer excels on SNL. Sure. Because you can't always give everybody big meaty roles. So if if they can take something small like that and make it big and make it something memorable, then you got someone with a great, great talent and especially a talent for, for what SNL does. So. I yeah. will, uh, never fight you on a Heidi Gardner MVP pick and you can't, you can't. <laughs> and I agree wholeheartedly. This was a show with a lot of very middle of the road sketches, a lot of sketches that didn't get to any great heights, but they all had fun moments. And because of that, I got to look back on who was delivering the fun moments. And like you mentioned, there were three times where she put a middling sketch over the top because she was able to really sell a moment. And what else can you ask for? I mean, that's, that's Keenan territory, right? Like where a spit take or just cut to them for some kind of a reaction. And that gets you a laugh and puts the energy back in the sketch, puts the winds back in the sail. That is a uh, great support and it needs to be recognized. And I, I really just, I don't think there was a moment she was on screen tonight that I wasn't laughing. So high marks to Heidi. I agree. Yeah. Imagine if she just kept cutting hair. <laughs> uh, you yeah. Imagine. No, uh, she was built for SNL in a lot of ways. And, and I know that everyone's going to be groaning saying, well, of course you're going to say that because you're biased towards the Gardner clan. But uh, I think there's a strong argument to be made regardless. I think objectively you can look at what Heidi brought tonight and say, you know what? She really, really carried some material that otherwise may have fallen flat. So uh, I stand behind it. I, I, and I've got your endorsement. So I, I think we're on solid ground here with a Heidi Gardner MVP. Absolutely. Double vote. Beautiful. All right. So big question on a scale of classic, great, decent week or train wreck. How would you rate this episode? Well, here's the thing because I gave last week's episode a, uh, a week rating. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the writing, the overall quality of the sketches for, for what the content was probably was a little bit less. Okay. I thought maybe the writing was not quite there, but we had a few other elements that were working so much better. You know, we had a a host that was not quite having as much of a (laughs) hard time at it. Yeah. And for that reason, that, that whole funk that I felt was on the last episode wasn't there. So even if it was overall kind of less quality in writing, I found it's still in decent territory. Sure. It doesn't come all the way down to a week, like what happened last week. So I'm happy to say we're in the middle of the road with this and I'm, I'm totally satisfied with that. I think that's a solid take actually. Yeah. And you're right. That is the difference between last week and this week. If you're going to have middle of the road material, you got to sell it in the performances. So if there's someone on screen that is just sucking the energy out of the scene and making you feel awkward and taking you out of it, that's going to kill material that could be 
perfectly fine, you know, if, if handled properly, we could have had a better episode last week if that middling material had been delivered perfectly <laughs> fine. And like you said, this week with Harry Styles in the mix and how much he was able to bring to his performances and how much fun he was having and how that just sort of elevated the show and just gave it a, just a, a lighter air about it. You take the same yeah. level of material and it just feels so much better. And I think you, uh, you throw a solid 10 to one on the end of all that. And I'm coming with a, a solid episode too. I think this is decent. I don't think there was anything that really put into great territory. We had some really, really solid pre-tapes, but I think objectively we're still in the good range. So I'm going decent as well, but I think that this was pretty even end to end, not huge wins, but no great losses either. That works. Excellent. That's how I feel. Perfect. Well, uh, I think that's where we should call it. Let's call it there. All right. That's a cast. Thanks to my guest. Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Aaron and Trader, Donald Yates, and Neil Weinstein. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever app you prefer to listen on. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Will Ferrell and musical guest King Princess. But until then, this has been episode number 93 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm John Murray. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Thanks to John Hamm. Thanks to you guys. Thank you to everyone here at SNL, all the cast and crew. You're a wonderful fan. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Harry Styles. Three people with kindness. Good night. Thank you. Have my dudes tried this? Oh, oh, you don't have to demonstrate it. Dudes, have you tried? Have you tried? Have you tried, my dudes? Have you tried, dudes? Have you tried, dudes? Dudes, have you tried? Okay, okay, you guys have shared a lot, so let's open it up for the rest of the